Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs is now set. We're going to be diving into that tonight. We've got some good college basketball for Tuesday to take a look at, and so much more. We've got a great guest list. That is going to be joining me throughout the next three hours as in 15 minutes, we take a deep dive on these divisional games with Ben Brown, who does great work over at Pro, Pro Football Focus, along with Matt Landis of the Props and Ops podcast. We've also got Matt, who is a Chargers fan, and we've got to bring up, well, what we've been bringing up quite a bit the last few days, the job security of a certain night coach who looks like Brandon Staley might be actually staying around when, in the Chargers organization, which that makes absolutely no sense to me. So we've got to be talking about that. We've got to be taking a look at these games, try to find some value as openers are now set in the Cowboys versus 49ers game. I'll have my thoughts on that in a second, but got to give you guys what we're all getting on this show first. So that is going to be coming up in hour number one. Hour number two, going to be joined by Danielle Avari. She does amazing work taking a look at pretty much all things college sports, college football, college basketball, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Tuesday college basketball slate with her. And on top of that, anyone that's a fan of UCLA Bruins games, she does a great job with sort of the in-stadium in emceeing for the football and basketball team. So we'll be chatting with her along with Jason Weingarten, who does a great job as one of our VC contributors, taking a look at the futures market, taking a look at these divisional round games as well. So 
That's coming up in hour number two and hour number three. We're also going to be diving in on a little bit of divisional round action with Tanner Kern as well, who does great work with the Fade the Public podcast. You're able to get that wherever you get your podcast. And I believe that he's a new contributor over here at DraftKings as well. So we've got three hours of fun coming up. And before I go any further, I will lend my thoughts and prayers to anyone who is on the over in this Buccaneers versus Cowboys game. I know that our good friends before joining this show, you've got Vison live bet tonight with Wes and Femi, and they play, paid a little bit of lip service as well. And I don't think it could be understated. If you took the over in this Cowboys versus Buccaneers game, four missed extra points and an interception in the end zone from Tom Brady, which was his first red zone interception. And like he had thrown 96 red zone touchdowns since his last red zone pick. Boy, that that's bad. That's really, really bad because we always take a look at bad beats when it comes to totals and typically when it's like college basketball banked in three at the buzzer is obviously a bad one. You get all the late game fouling, you're able to go down the list over time, but to have a bad beat on a total over where it doesn't go over like this, it takes something special and this was truly something special, but that's it. Other than the kicking, the Dallas Cowboys Looked impressive being able to take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31 to 14, the final. Despite all the extra points, it was a pretty normal looking total. But that said, with the Dallas Cowboys, I do think that I'm starting to warm up on them a little bit more. They were able to do something that, well, I didn't know if they were going to be able to do. They took care of the ball and they looked very, very good on the offensive side of things. They made sure to not wreck the apple cart. They made sure to be like, all right, we're going to put Dak Prescott in some very good positions. You may recall on the show yesterday, I said, you know what? I like Dak Prescott to not throw an interception because I think that they're going to run the ball quite a bit, which is a big reason why I also took Tony Pollard over his rushing prop total, which a lot of places was right around 50 and a half when I was on this show. And Tony Pollard goes over, Dak Prescott, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And if the Dallas Cowboys play like this next week, they have a shot to be able to take down the 49ers. I still like the 49ers in that game, especially if they don't get a new kicker. Four missed extra points. I mean, that has to be some sort of a record. Whether that be NFL, college, I would say high school, but I'm sure that some of you guys might be like, oh, I remember in high school, we couldn't have anyone that made an extra point. Good old. Hortonville Polar Bears, I remember back in the day, back when I was playing freshman football, we couldn't find a single person to put the ball between the pipes, so we would always go for it on two, so there's that, but man, for a professional kicker to miss four extra points, that's relatively ridiculous, but that's really the only thing that went wrong for the Dallas Cowboys on this night. Dalton Schultz, by the way, is really starting to take off. He had a solid year this past season, but man, this guy the last few weeks, he has really been able to come into his own. Four touchdowns in the last three games. If you take a look at that Titans game, he had a pair of touchdowns in that game as well. And I think that this is a Cowboys team that they do have the goods to be able to be perhaps that team that is able to make a little bit of noise. And you take a look at this playoff picture right now, and it's a lot of the teams that we were expecting. Perhaps the worst team in the playoffs remaining right now is the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they're arguably the second oddest team currently in this playoff. Obviously, the hottest team being the team that's going to be facing off against the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers. 11 straight wins. I would call that about as hot as lava, but 
man, you take a look at the matchups that we are getting, and it begs the question of how much value do we have with these underdogs, and I think that it's quite a bit. Like, I take a look down the list. Eagles, right now in a lot of spots, you're finding them as a 7.5-point favorite. Chiefs are an 8.5-point favorite, and then Bengals versus Bills, that's a 5-point line, and in terms of the opener of the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, mostly seeing fours. There's a few three and a halfs out there on the San Francisco 49ers where I sit as I do this show here at Circa and certainly is a three and a half. And typically in a lot of these games, you're going to find probably a lot of field goal games. Like I still go back to last year in that NFC championship game when it was the 49ers and the Rams. It was a line of three and a half in that game. And I just still remember myself being so adamant about taking the three and a half with the 49ers thinking, man, this just feels like a field goal game. Go figure. It was a field goal game. And I take a look at a lot of these games this week, and that's a feel that I'm getting, especially with regards to a game like the Bengals versus the Bills, a game that we were supposed to get a few weeks ago, but very unfortunate tragedy happens. Just unprecedented. Now we're going to be able to get that matchup for real this time. Hopefully it doesn't get marred by anything very, very sad like we saw the last time around, but I think that we've got ourselves really in terms of the NFL, seven out of the top eight teams. I think that perhaps you could maybe remove the Jacksonville Jaguars for a different team in the AFC, but by and large, we've got the top teams in the NFL still remaining, and that that's what makes this so great. Like, I'm a big fan of college basketball, and when it comes to upsets in the NCAA tournament, you love seeing them in the round of 64. You love seeing them in the round of 32. Typically, when you get like that 11 seed in the final four, it's like, man, couldn't we get the 11 seed knocked out in like the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight? And instead, we get insert your blue blood school here to be able to get that just big, giant, titanic 1 2 matchup in the Elite Eight. Get a pair of one seeds in the final four because that's what you always want when it comes to this time. You want the best teams in. And right now, I do think that we have that. And something that was a narrative going into wild card round and one that was probably beaten a little bit too much is that you only have to find the winner. And currently those that were not of that mindset, you're able to take a victory lap based on what we saw this past week in the NFL. Now, granted, you did have a few games of which it was very simple. A lot of the games that were involving the two and a half point spreads, the Jaguars and the Chargers, the Cowboys and the Bucks, obviously, it doesn't come into play, and I do think that it is very important to be taking a look at the number itself because, as we all know, you are not betting teams. You are betting numbers, and when you get numbers of, like, one, two, you're avoiding the critical numbers of three and seven, yeah, maybe it's a little bit easier to pick the winner just because you don't have a lot of games that land one and two. The most popular number for a game to land on is three. I know that Doug Kazarian actually did a really good sort of deep dive on this a bit earlier in the year. This was something that he wrote up in October, and I believe the exact number of games that landed on three from when the extra point was moved back prior to the 2015 season until very, very late September was somewhere in that neighborhood of about 15.8 or so percent of games land on three. Now, that does not mean that the favorite wins by three points in every single one of them. That means that the game just lands three, whether that be the favorite or the underdog, if you figure that the favorite wins 60% of the time, give or take a little bit, that means that 
in about 8.8% of NFL games, the favorite wins by three points. So I do think that it is very important to take a look at all these lines and not having a single game that is within a field goal. I think that that is going to lend a lot of value on these underdogs like Cowboys versus 49ers. I could easily see that being a field goal game. Bengals versus Buffalo Bills. Being able to get five, solid. Because even if that game lands 21-17, to 17, if that game lands 28-24, you've got that safety net in case of its touchdown field goal in terms of that differential. So I think that that's really good. And with the Kansas City Chiefs, it's something I've said on this show a lot. I think it's worth bearing repeating. It's a Kansas City Chiefs team that they do a great job of being able to get the job done, getting out of Dodge with the W. They have not been good against the spread, 6-10-1 against the spread this season. And in the role where they're north of a touchdown favorite, they have not been able to get it done as well. So you've got just right now eight really fascinating teams. All these teams have a little bit of a different way of going about things. You've got the arguably the two hottest quarterbacks in the NFL right now and the Bengals and the Bills. One of them is going to be eliminated this week. You've got a Dallas Cowboys defense that had fallen on tough times. Now they're starting to rise back up with their performance here on Monday night. A 49ers team that they've got Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback, but they've got a very relevant defense. You're able to go down the list. This is going to be an amazing divisional round of the playoffs. One that I think bears a lot of value on the underdogs, but don't just take my word for it. Coming up next, we're going to be joined by two great experts, Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus and Matt Landis of the Props and Ops Podcast to take a look at the divisional round of the playoffs next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, VEASAN's experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN shows and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of all season long. As our experts, they break down the best bets the big game props, brackets when it comes to college basketball. So do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99 and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. That is at VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, being joined now by our two great guests, Ben Brown, who does amazing work over at Pro Football Focus, and Matt Lo- and likewise for Matt Landis over at the Props and Ops Podcast. And gentlemen, We've got, in my opinion, a really good divisional round set. And I want to throw this to you first, Ben, because I take a look at this field and perhaps you could change out the Jacksonville Jaguars for someone else. But in terms of what we've got in the divisional round, I feel like we've got pretty darn close to the four top teams in the NFC and the four top teams in the AFC. And that's all that you can ask for at this time in the NFL season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think maybe Matt and I would kind of push back on, you know, the the Chargers maybe should have been that team for Jacksonville, yeah. of course. Minnesota, you know, wasn't even close, I would say, to actually beating the Giants. But, you know, the the, the Giants, kind of like we said last week, were very much, I would say, the, the, the current version of the Minnesota Vikings. So I think that, you know, when it's all said and done, like the NFC East was a lot better than what we kind of projected to start the season. And I very much think that the Giants belong in there. Obviously, Philadelphia and Dallas as well. Very clearly, I would say, you know, especially with the Dallas Cowboys this weekend, coming out of that game that we just saw, basically, very much showed that they kind of belong in this discussion right now. And I think, you know, with the with the market in some ways kind of moving in their direction, I think, on this opening number from, you know, minus four, minus three and a half, it'll be interesting to see where that closes. But it, it very much seems like the market has 
kind of rebought back into this Dallas Cowboys team after the one dominant performance. And I love Cinderella's stories in college basketball, but we have no St. Peter's in this Elite Eight, and certainly that is going to cause for some great action. And Matt, before we take a look at these divisional round matchups, I know that you are a Chargers fan, and I hate to bring up the question, but it sounds like we are not going to be seeing Brandon Staley get removed as Chargers head coach. Now, obviously, this could change within the next 24 to 48 hours, but I mean, what do you make out of this? Because it's just, to me, the most obvious decision to be made that you fire the coach after just time and time and time again, all these blunders just completely adding up. And it's one of those cases where you do want to give someone some rope, but at some point you have to realize it's not working out and you've got a guy in Justin Herbert that you have to maximize the rookie deal that he's on. And it's just mind numbing to me that they have not made the decision yet to remove Brandon Staley. You're preaching to the choir there, Greg. I think one example of many we could point to and what went wrong in the wild card round for the Chargers would be late in the first half. It's a play that Daniel Popper, the Chargers beat writer for the Athletics, singled out. There was a third and inches deep in Jacksonville territory, late first half, and the Chargers tried to run a jet sweep and the exchange gets fumbled. Fortunately for them, they recovered, but Jacksonville still got the ball back and went down and scored a touchdown to go into the half with some momentum. And one of the reasons that play was so pivotal is because if the Chargers get a few inches there, get a first down, they might go down and score again, or at the very least, the Jags slightly don't score before halftime. And the receiver on that jet sweep was somebody who was elevated off of the practice squad, had a great training camp, great preseason, but shouldn't have been playing meaningful snaps. Well, why is he out there in that situation? Because DeAndre Carter had been playing earlier in the game and got injured. And the follow-up question to that could reasonably be, why was DeAndre Carter a starter playing considerable time for the Chargers? And that can be traced directly back to Brandon Staley's decision week 18 to keep his starters in the game way longer than necessary. Literally a back-breaking decision considering what ended up happening to Mike Williams. And little things like that that have cumulative effects really add up in ways that we don't always see on the biggest stage in one moment. I think that accumulation of shortcomings has shown itself as clear as can be with Brandon Staley. Great defensive minds. I think there's absolutely a place for him in this league as a defensive coordinator. Unfortunately, it sounds like the Chargers think his place is still on their sidelines. So I'm just going to have to sit back and watch Sean Payton probably get a job somewhere else where even though he's got a place in Manhattan Beach and some family in California, uh, as you would know with uh, having his daughter on this network and a quarterback like Justin Herbert, you know, I guess the Chargers can fire Marty Schottenheimer after a 14-2 and two season, but why bother moving on from Brandon Staley after the exceptional job they appear to think he's doing these days? Well, this Green Bay Packers fan sends out condolences because, man, I have no idea what to say about that because it is, in my opinion, something that cannot be explained unless if you're the person that's deciding to not make that decision. But something that we can break down is these divisional games, and right now what I'm seeing with all four of them is that Every single one of these lines is north of a field goal. And I want to throw this to you, Ben, because I just take a look at these games and it feels like there's a lot of value on underdogs, even though I don't know if you're, we're going to see too many outright upsets. I feel like a lot of these games, they're going to be landing three. In the case of like the Eagles versus the Giants, I look at that as more of a seven-point game getting seven half. And I do think that there's going to be a lot of value in the number this week. I think that's going to be very important to shop around. And if you see what you like and it's 
sort of like that Giants versus Eagles game that I alluded to a little bit earlier, taking that early number is going to be very, very big because if you miss the move from like 7.5 to 8, you can live with that. If you miss the move from 7.5 to 7, that's much more difficult to pallet. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, projecting out where the line's going to move and the direction it's going to go and, and getting that key number definitely matters. I do think, you know, especially in playoff football as well, it's something that, you know, Matt kind of challenged me on last week a little bit when I, uh, you know, vaguely mentioned that I thought Kevin O'Connell was maybe a better coach in that match against the New York Giants. But I also think the coaching aspect and kind of going back to the Brandon Steely thing, like these things very much can matter. Some of these end of game type decision makings. And even in, you know, the game that we saw tonight with Dallas against Tampa Bay, like Mike McCarthy for all intents and purposes has very much kind of been through the ringer as well as, you know, from a coaching perspective, Kellen, Kellen Moore as well kind of has gotten a lot of flack for, you know, the offense coordinator position and the, and the struggles that that offense has faced. And I think that, you know, looking at it though, like, these coaching matchups definitely matter. And it's specifically with teams kind of coming off of the bye, the guys like Andy Reid, the guys like Nick Sirianni, who very much, I would say, are kind of in the coach of the year candidacy type discussions, like honing in on what actually makes them successful and the elements in which they actually allow their team to be successful, I think is a pretty big component of how you're going to kind of handicap these divisional matchups. So, you know, Andy Reid coming off of a bye against Kansas City has, you know, historically been really good, but... The, the conflicting trend, of course, is the Kansas City Chiefs have basically not covered, especially as this wide margin touchdown favorite until they did, you know, do it basically in the last week of the season. But outside of that, they're a team that betters don't really want to lay this big of a point spread on. So I know I might be stealing Matt's thunder a little bit here, but, you know, the, I think there's probably some very obvious teaser situations that are kind of the only real looks that I'm seeing, I would say, early on in the week right now, given where these spreads, I would say, have kind of opened up. Absolutely, and. I can already take a look at these games, and I see two very good teaser options on the board for Saturday. I'll get your thoughts on that in the second segment, Matt, but I do think that Ben brings up such a good point with taking a look at the coaching aspect of things because the one commonality that I did see with the winners on wildcard weekend is that it felt like, by and large, the better coaches were able to get it done. Mike McDaniel was just shorthanded in general, so I think that that just really made that made the Dolphins versus Bills a little bit more nullified. But what do you make out of these coaching matchups that we see in these four games? Because I really do feel like we've got eight pretty solid coaches. You could say what you will about Mike McCarthy. He certainly was, in my opinion, a better coach than Todd Bowles. Now, I think that he's probably a little bit outgunned in this matchup against the 49ers. But that's really the lone matchup that I say, man, there's a big coaching advantage between these two teams. Yeah, I think to the earlier point that you and Ben touched on, this is among the eight best teams in the league, at least six of them still standing this weekend. The same probably goes for the coaching. I mean, Doug Peterson probably going to be outgunned in Kansas City. We know about Andy Reid's credentials. Peterson probably not going to win coach of the year, but belongs on that short list with his turnaround that he's brought in Jacksonville. And he's also won a Super Bowl elsewhere. So his record speaks for itself. Brian Dable, I would think, is probably going to get coach of the year, but his competition is pretty stiff. And Nick Sirianni with the Eagles going to be on that short list as well. So that's going to be a really intriguing matchup Saturday night on Sunday. Zach Taylor is the guy that I would have singled out on this list that stuck out like a sore thumb before this season, but he's adjusted really well. I feel like the Bengals probably going to have their run ended earlier this season than they did last year, but it's not for lack of being a better team or having better coaching. I just think it's the draw that they've gotten. Buffalo is quite a buzzsaw. We know McDermott is more than capable. 
And then Dallas and San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan has been a magician. Mike McCarthy, I thought, might be in over his head tonight, but he was the better coach against Bulls, and maybe he won't be at such a disadvantage against Kyle Shanahan if he can keep some of that aggressive decision-making that Ben touched on that paid big dividends for them tonight. Yep, we've got four absolute whales of games that are going to be going on this weekend in the NFL, and we're going to be talking about those next with Matt Landis of the Props and Ops Podcast and Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zinnicotine Pouches. The simpler way to enjoy nicotine, if you're a smoker, smoker or dipper who's tried to make a change, no one would blame you for thinking that all newer nicotine pouches have one thing in common. They don't work. Either they're too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Unlike other forms of nicotine, Zen is made with six simple ingredients and it's completely tobacco leaf free. Its upper lip pouch means that you don't have to spit. So dippers, you can throw away those spit bottles. And smokers, you might be surprised to learn that Zen offers up to one hour of satisfaction per pouch. Plus, Zen is low profile enough to be enjoyed anywhere at any time might be surprised at how simple and satisfying Zinn really is. So buy Zinn online or find a store that is nearest you at Zinn.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. And warning that this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Visa and the Sports Bank Network being rejoined by Matt Landis of the Props and Ops Podcast and Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus. And Matt, I know something that you've done as we've had you on all throughout the NFL season is finding some value with regards to teasers. And I just mentioned it. I do think that there's quite a bit of value on these underdogs, but I think that there's going to be a lot of games that are going to be decided on the spread this week. And that lends for some value with teasers. What are you taking a look at personally? Because I take a look at this and I think the two obvious plays on the board is if you want to do a teaser, you take a look at the Chiefs being an eight and a half point favorite, tease that down six points. Eagles being a seven and a half point favorite, tease that down two points. Boom, you're now within a field goal on both of those teams. You just need them to be able to get the job done. But are you looking at this any sort of a different way? I'm trying to see what I be might be missing. It's it's almost too easy. I mean, this this just feels like the teaser that everybody in America is gonna be on the Chiefs minus two and a half hosting Jacksonville and the Eagles minus one and a half hosting the Giants. But looking at it from a numerical standpoint, if we can find this minus 120 or better at a lot of books, I struggle to see what's wrong with it. The market is its most efficient that we've seen season to date with more information of each team's true caliber, each new game we get in the books with this year's teams. And I know that for a lot of betters, when we have big favorites, money line parlays are a common route. But if we're looking at teams like the Eagles and Chiefs in a money line parlay, depending on where you shop, the odds for that would be in the range of minus 170 to minus 185. And it is possible that the Chiefs or the Eagles win by less than a field goal, in which case the money line parlay wins and the teaser loses. But that's a pretty unlikely scenario. And I think it's well worth the trade-off taking the teaser for 50 to 65 cents less than a money line parlay on essentially that same result. The clearly superior teams at home rested off a buy, doing little more than winning outright. I mean, when I think about the Chiefs taking on Jacksonville, 
with the Jaguars, it, it feels, you know, if cats have nine lives, I'm reminded of Cousin Eddie's classic line in Christmas Vacation, where he says, if that thing had nine lives, she just spent them all. I mean, the Jags, last two weeks, naming a strip sack return for a touchdown to beat the Titans, 27 nothing deficit against the Chargers. They needed the Chargers to, you know, be that, you know, classic chargering on steroids to epic proportions to pull off that comeback. I don't want to take away credit where it's due. The Jags did get the win. Lawrence did rebound well in the second half, but... Yeah, I can't see, you know, too much fault in the notion of wanting to tease Kansas City. And for the Eagles, I know that the Giants have been really impressive. I have a bit more trepidation with that leg, especially given question marks around just how close to 100% Jalen Hurts might be. But I think the rest advantage is a big factor here. The Eagles have been home since Christmas. Again, they're off a bye. For the Giants, this is their third straight road game, fifth road game in six weeks, and they're on short rest. So that's just one more nudge to get me in play on the Eagles paired with the Chiefs in the same teaser that just about every bettier in the country is probably going to have in pocket as well come this weekend. Yep, I know that we've mentioned a few teasers on the show, but I think this might be the most popular teaser of the year because you just get more people betting in general when it comes to the playoffs, and there's very two very, very obvious legs, and they're both going to be happening on a Saturday, so I do think that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be on that one, and there's going to be a lot of intrigue when it comes to this game, the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. We just saw it on display with the Cowboys being able to get it done. Now they're going to be on shorter rest than everyone in the playoffs. And Ben, how do you view this game? Because we're seeing the 49ers in a lot of spots being a four-point favorite. I'm seeing a few straight three-and-a-halves out there. And with the Cowboys, I had some question marks going into that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Dak Prescott was just turning the ball over left and right. But... I really like the game plan that they had. It's easy when you get out to an early lead like that of not having high-risk sort of situations, unlike you're probably going to need to take against the 49ers. But if they keep things simple, if they don't have Dak Prescott try to grip it and rip it 40-plus times in a lot of traffic, I think that the Cowboys have a chance to be able to pull this off. Yeah, I mean, I I very much think that offensively they do match up quite well I would say against the San Francisco 49ers defense I think the concern especially for me right now is that again kind of going back to like if we're trying to track and and predict where this line movement's going to go I do think the injury situation for Dallas specifically is probably only going to break poorly for them in a lot of ways Jason Peters obviously wasn't able to finish that game Jerron Curse as well kind of banged up as well. Those are two key guys, I would say, that that they very much need in the fold, I would say, to kind of, you know, circumvent where San Francisco is kind of best, both offensively and defensively. And if those either one of those guys, I would say, is injured, like, we could easily see this number move, you know, a half tick more in the 49ers' direction. So even though I do think Dallas is probably the correct side, I also think that waiting potentially until close to, the, to kickoff is probably my initial knee-jerk reaction kind of coming out of Monday Night Football, especially given the short you know, rest and the rest differential that the Dallas Cowboys are going to have versus San Francisco, who did play you know, two whole days ago as well and should have an eight-days rest advantage over this Dallas Cowboys team. So uh, although I think you know, plus four is intriguing for Dallas, kind of like we mentioned before, like getting up to that four and a half you know, a- as well, I think you know, is very much, I would say, kind of the buying opportunity for Dallas because they very much, I think, you know, have the pieces offensively, I would say, to go toe-to-toe with this, you know, San Francisco 49ers team. And if and if we finally do get this, you know, Brock Purdy, not even a down performance, but maybe, maybe even a down throw or two, uh, th- that might really be all the Dallas Cowboys need in order to win this game. So I'm with you. I like Dallas. 
but I th- very much think that waiting is probably the best approach if you do want to get the best number in this matchup. Yeah, I do think that that is so important to be able to get the best number in this matchup. And Matt, how do you view this one? Because I do think that with the Dallas Cowboys, they match up relatively well with the 49ers. I ultimately think the 49ers are going to be able to get it done, but this is just one of those games where I view it as a field goal game. So being able to get between three and a half and four, that's something that is standing out to me and has me right now on the Dallas Cowboys side. Yeah, I can't quite get there with you, Greg, but I can see where you're headed from a matchup perspective. One thing Ben touched on that I tried to take into account as well, the rest advantage for the Niners here. This is their third straight home game. For the Cowboys, their fourth straight road game. And this is really going to be magnified, I think, by the fact that the Niners played in the early window on Saturday. The Cowboys just wrapped up on Monday night. And Mike McCarthy, we spoke in the first segment about some of the things that he did well tonight. I think he also gave us his best Brandon Staley impression, up three scores in the final two minutes with a lot of his defensive starters in the game. And Ben touched on some of the injury concerns. Short turnaround to a physical 49ers team. I think that might loom quite large in this one. Brock Purdy has been quite the X factor since he took over for the Niners. And I know that his stats and his record have been glowing in a lot of ways. And he's been really impressive with the poise and the competence that he's shown. But I also think he's been very shaky at times, and he hasn't fully had to pay for it. A lot of turnover-worthy plays not being converted into turnovers. I do wonder how sustainable that is. And while Purdy can be shaky at times, the Cowboys, like we've touched on, certainly not shaky tonight. I think we got an A-plus effort from all but one player on that roster. Both of these teams, the ceiling is pretty electric. The floor is that they could possibly become their own undoing with the Cowboys history and then the Niners with a rookie seventh-round pick at quarterback. All in all, I feel like this number, Niners, three-and-a-half to four-point favorites, seems about right. I would be more intrigued if I had a chance to lay three on San Francisco. Don't expect to see it. Or if I had a chance to take six on Dallas, I don't expect to see that either. I feel like a couple years ago in the betting market, Given how dominant Dallas was tonight, we might have seen some stray offshores flash some Niners minus threes, and that would have had my attention. But the first opener that hit the board tonight was four and a half, and I just feel like it's kind of in no man's land at this point. Yep, with this game, I do think that it's going to be a really interesting one. And for the Dallas Cowboys, in order to be able to cover three and a half to four, they probably want to get that kicking situation sorted out as well because... When you got someone on the roster that missed four extra points, and once again, thoughts and prayers to anyone that had over 45 and a half because that, that's rough. You can't expect four extra points to be missed in that game. That does make things very fascinating, and I know you two gentlemen are doing a great job of gauging all that we are seeing in the NFL right now. Matt, you do a tremendous job with the Props and Rops podcast, and likewise for you, Ben Brown, over there at Pro Football Focus. Always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Greg. Always great to have those two gentlemen aboard. It was a great week of NFL football, and it's going to be a great divisional round, but we've also got some terrific college basketball action happening on Tuesday, and we're going to be taking a look at that and some Big 12 action next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. on VSN, the sports betting network. The football playoffs are heating up with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all things football this playoff season. Celebrate this weekend with our divisional round parlay insurance. Then extend the fun throughout the rest of the playoffs with our playoffs first touchdown insurance log on to betrivers.com or download the betrivers app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game we're back here on the greg peterson experience on visa the sports betting network and trust me we are going to be talking about the nfl all week long here on the show and we're going to be talking about it as a matter of fact 
in the next hour. Jason Weingarten, who does a great job here at the network. We're going to be talking about it in hour number three with Tanner Kern as well. He does a great job with the Fade the Public podcast as well. But we've also got now a lot of great college basketball action as as one thing ends because college football, well, that went kaput last week and we were hoping for a little bit more of a competitive game unless if you lead the points with Georgia in that national title game, in which case you were very, very thrilled that you didn't have to sweat that out for really a single second of that game. Well, that is now done. So we've got to be moving on to more basketball as we've got the NBA that it's now post Christmas time. So things are coming to a fever pitch. Can't do quite as much with that on this show, just because for any of you guys up at the NBA, you know how hard it is to take a look at overnights in the NBA because you have no idea who's going to be playing in the game until like an hour beforehand with load management, all these injuries, what have you. So I'm able to give you more general thoughts, but it's really hard to give out much overnight. Plus with the NBA in general, you get so much more value being able to bet in-game, in my opinion, because you get so many runs, as I always say in the NBA. The team that you bet on before the game, they're probably going to be up by 15 points at some point, and they're probably going to be down by 15 points, typically in the same act. So that is a big reason why I don't do as many NBA previews on this show, but we'll give you guys a little bit of NBA later on as things go along. But we've got some good college basketball action that's going to be going down. The Big 12 is going to be taking center stage, and... This is a game that really stands out to me, and it is a whale of one. How about if we go 631-632? The battle for the state of Kansas. Kansas State, they play us to Kansas. The Jayhawks are a two-point favorite. I'm seeing a couple two-and-a-halves out there, but I'm mostly seeing two. And your total on this game is between 147 and 147.5. And as strange as it sounds, typically in college basketball, I'm not like, oh, you really need to get the two-and-a-half here, typically it's a game that really doesn't come down to this tight of a spread. I do think that it is critical being able to get the two and a half points with Kansas State because with Kansas State, they're playing against the Kansas Punchette. They have been able to get the job done time and time again. We've seen a lot of tight Kansas games, though, and I think that every half point that you can get is going to matter in this game. You've got a Kansas State squad that has really been able to rise up. Marquise Noel is one of the most underrated guards in all of college basketball, chipping in their 8.5 assists per game. And these are two teams that, in my opinion, are relatively evenly matched. These two teams are 31 and 36, respectively, in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And it's a Kansas State team that has really been able to bear down at home. In a road-slash-shoot-record environment, it's been a little bit more random, and you did see Kansas State play that absolutely harebrained game with Texas where... Both teams got to 100 points. I don't think we're going to be seeing anything quite like that anytime soon. In terms of a power conference game, you could see this in the Southland where they play absolutely no defense whatsoever. But when it comes to the Big 12, I don't think you're going to be seeing a pair of teams score north of 100 points without any overtimes whatsoever. But still, even with that game in the fold, it's still been a Kansas State team that's been able to bear down on defense. As a matter of fact, they rank in the top 12 nationally. In terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis when they are on their home court, the Octagon of Doom, one of the toughest places to play, much like Bog Allen is for the Kansas Jayhawks. I do ultimately think that Kansas finds a way to be able to win this game outright. They have been doing it all year long. You've got Jalen Wilson, who's been able to do a... <clears throat> excuse me. He's been able to do a very solid job as I get choked up just mentioning the fact that he's able to give you 20 points, 8 rebounds. He's able to pop some threes. Kevin McCuller, one of the best just 
Pure defenders that you're going to find in all of college basketball, generating over two steals per game. The best pure shooter in this game is Grady Dick. He's able to give you nearly 15 points, shooting about 45 to 46% from three-point range. But having Keontae Johnson match up very well with Jalen Wilson, six foot six gentleman that I feel like many people forgot. He was a preseason SEC player of the year before he had his very scary incident in that game against Florida a few years ago, or I should say Florida State a few years ago where he collapsed on the court. He's now back, and he has been terrific with 18 points, six half boards. He has been a good contributor for this team. You've got a little bit more depth with Kansas State. I think that you've got a little bit more top-end talent with Kansas. This is a line that I personally set with Kansas being the slightest of slight favorites on the road. I made this line one and a half, so two or more is my buy point on Kansas State. We've already seen two games in Big 12 play with Kansas involve a game that lands on two. So I do think that there is value in being able to take the points with Kansas State even on this tight of a number. And I did make my total 146.5. You've got both of these teams doing a solid job on offense. Both of these teams have been able to defend very well. And this is an ordeal where I do think that you could see a little bit of late game fouling, but I do think that both of these defenses hold up just enough to be able to get an under. So looking at the under, and I'm looking at taking two or more with Kansas State. When it comes to Big 12, you've also got Baylor versus Texas Tech. 659, 660 on the betting board. With Texas Tech, they are the home team that is between a 2.5 to a 3-point favorite, and your total is between 144 and 144.5. This is a number that it opened up at 1.5, and, and I think that betters are starting to take note that Texas Tech has really one of the most anticipated transfers in all of college basketball finally back out there on the floor. That would be Fardos Amick. Amick was dealing with a lower body injury that kept him out for much of the early part of the season. Makes a season debut, scores 12 points in that debut. And for those that are not familiar with his work, while he was at Utah Valley, he was absolutely tremendous. He was shipping in there 18 plus points. He was giving the team right around 12 rebounds per game the last two seasons. And at six foot 11, last year shot 45 plus percent from three point range. That said, for Baylor, They've got the better backcourt in this game, and they do a little bit of a better job of being able to protect the ball. You've got LJ Cryer back the fold after he was a little bit banged up to begin the season. Keontae George coupled with, as well, Adam Flagler. These two guys combined for about 33 points per game with Flagler shooting over 45% from three-point range. It's a Baylor team that as a whole has won the best course in terms of just their perimeter in just the perimeter in general. So I do think that that is going to be very important in this spot for Texas Tech. Davion Harmon, he's been able to generate some steals. He's been improving with his three-point shooting, though it's really been Jalen Tyson who's shooting over 40% from three, right around nine to 10 points per game out of him. And you've got a pair of fascinating defenses with Texas Tech. They've been playing a little bit more up-tempo this season with Texas Tech currently 22nd in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Meanwhile, for Baylor, they have been a little bit all over the place. They're now 97th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, but you do have a Texas Tech team that they turn the ball over right around 14.6, 14.7 times per game. It's a Baylor team that they themselves have been turning it over right around 13 and a half times per game as well, so I do think that the turnovers are going to be limiting the scoring opportunities. I do think that Baylor going to tighten up the screws a little bit on defense, and I do think that Fardos Amick is an X-factor here for Texas Tech, a Texas Tech team that has yet to win a Big 12 game as far as the season. I think that that comes to an end, but I can only set my number at two. 
On the opener at one, one and a half, I liked a little bit more of that value, but especially with now getting between two and a half or three, this is a spot where I'm going to be willing to take the points with Baylor, and it's an ordeal where we've seen this opener go down from 146 and a half on the opening total down to about 144, 144 and a half. I still think you've got some value on this under. So looking at the under and looking to take two and a half plus here with Baylor and what I think is going to be a very, very nip and tuck game. And just with the Big 12 in general, I do think that, I mean, you just heard it from my two breakdowns, taking points in relatively tight spots in the Big 12. It's going to be very important going the last week. We saw every single one of these Big 12 teams being the top 40 in Kempom. Now, inevitably, these teams, you're going to need to have a few of them lose games. That's just going to happen when you've got all these head-to-head matchups. It is a true double round robin in which all these teams are going to be playing on their home floor and every single team, they're going to have to hit the road. They're going to have to go to every tough venue in the Big 12. So I think that's going to be a very fascinating season out there. And if time allows, we're going to be trying to hit in our number two, the big Texas versus Iowa State game as well. But we've got our VEASAN pro tip for our number one, VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all these. You're able to sort them by show and by sport. And the VEASAN pro tip for our number one, something I was alluding to a little bit earlier. Right now, we've got a lot of NFL games for this divisional round that are right around critical numbers, like the Eagles versus the Giants. That is a line of 7.5. If you like the underdog in these ordeals, you want to be taking a look and taking that number right now. If you get an 8, that's a little bit less beneficial than what you lose out if this would go to 7.5 to 7. And coming next on the Greg Peterson Experience, my DK Nation pick for college basketball. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.